Mates, bienvenidos to episode 24 of the podcast. Um, bienvenidos means welcome in Spanish, if you're wondering. <laughs> Don't ask me why I started off like that. I'm running out of ideas for these intros, man. <laughs> uh, but it's always a pleasure to do these episodes, my friends. So if you're tuning in, thank you very much. As always, I greatly appreciate it. And uh, for episode 24 of the podcast, I have my amazing bromosexual of a dime piece. I'm pretty sure people don't even say bromosexual anymore. I'm like 10 years late. <laughs> uh, but again, my guest is my friend Cody Jumper. Uh, but you know, for the purposes of this episode, let's go ahead and call him by his artist name, CJ the Prodigy. And uh, CJ stops by the Afterlife studio and he talks about his journey with music. Uh, he talks about how it all started when he was a young child to then talking about how he learned the music skills to create his very own first EP, Such Is Life. And uh, I won't spoil too much, my friends, but just know that uh, it was a blessing to do this episode with CJ. It really was. When you listen to this episode, there'll probably be parts where I go off topic and I get too giddy. But honestly, anytime I, I just get around CJ, I get so excited because uh, I'm always learning something new when it comes to CJ and his music. Uh, I'm a big fan of his and, um, you know, CJ, if you're listening, thank you for your friendship, man. And thank you for your music because your music honestly kept me safe in the darkest of times, brother. And I've talked to you off air about that. And I, I, I will forever be grateful for them, my friend, because again, there's something about that EP such as life and especially the title track that, that moves my soul and, puts me in a safe place and positive thinking and you know when music can do that for you what a blessing for reals what a blessing and an even bigger blessing to know that that's your friend and that's what always freaks me out about being friends with you is the fact that here's this artist that I know that kept me safe in the darkest of times and that's just that's that's priceless it really is so CJ if you're listening I love you brother uh, I appreciate you and I know that we'll do many more episodes, so get ready for more, my friend. <laughs> uh, but mates, enjoy episode 24. It was so much fun to record this with CJ, and uh, if you stick around to the very end, I left a pretty cool Easter egg. Well, at least I'd like to think I did. <laughs> uh, but stick around to the end to hear that, and uh, let's go ahead and start the show. And here we go in three, two, one. Oh, I forgot. CJ single, by the way, ladies, if you're listening. <laughs> okay, start now. <laughs> so if I go, could you make a beat? Just off of like that. a like a percussive beat. Let's just say a song. Start off with like that. Oh, like you you have this idea for a beat in your head? Yeah, and I'll just go... Could you work off of that? I'm sure I could. It might might take a little while, but yeah. Really? Yeah, because I kind of work off of like my ear more than anything. Like I I read a lot about music theory and all that, but... What's what's music theory? Mm, Just trying to like... Explain oh, the science of why dude. music is, oh. I guess, if that makes sense. It's what? Like, trying, to, trying to, like, understand music from, like, a scientific perspective, I guess, or just, like, trying to make sense of it. 
mm. is what music theory is like like we know these sounds sound good together but why do they so music oh. theory tried us to explain that so it's not like an artist thing it's actual music thing like music it's more like critical thinking than creative oh, okay. thinking how does one get into a course like that that sounds interesting i'm sh- i'm sure there's tons of like um online courses or even like college courses that teach about it but i i personally have learned about it just through i have this book that's like music theory 101 oh really and it's kind of like a for dummies book mm. if you know what those are like yeah like um like, how to drive for dummies yeah it's <laughs> sort of like that kind of book that's how i learned how to drive really yeah that's why i suck <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> brother it's good to have you in here man yeah man, um, thanks They're hey pop those modelos son Yes, sir. Ah, oh, shit. I oh, gave yeah. it. I fucking said the name. Pay us, Modelo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck we it. gave you free advertising. Fuck it. Just you now. took a free ad. I hate drinking Modelo, man. Such a stereotype. Fuckers. They got me. I, I don't like beer, but I do like Modelo. Yeah. It, it's crispy, man. I like it too. Here you go. Oh, thank you, sir. Hey, let's do a cheers. For sure. Cheers, man. Cheers, brother. Hey, do me a favor though. I did find out. Bring that mic closer, like if you're making love to it, because I I got it. Yeah, there you go. That sounds way smoother. Make love to that thing, baby. Ooh. Oh, I didn't even. That's (sighs) crispy. Ooh. (laughs) Like my people say, delicioso. (laughs) (laughs) Yum 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 yum. Brother, I've been begging you to do this with me, man. I uh. I'm such a big fan of who you are as far as an artist. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm biased because we're friends. Uh, but, dude, any time that I listen to your music, there's no friendship there. It's just... Really? I, I, of course there's friendship. But what I mean by that is I don't look at you as uh, a friend when I listen to your music. I don't see, I don't hear a friend. What I hear is an artist. And that artist is obviously CJ the Prodigy. And uh, that's the reason you're in here, right? I mean, we're doing uh, a podcast on what's it been now? I think we were off by a month. <laughs> but we're doing uh, a Such as Life podcast because I want to know more about Such as Life, which is your very first EP that you ever did. Right. And uh, I'm I'm just such a big fan, man, because I know I think we've talked. Did we talk about it on the New Year's Eve episode? How much that song? I think that's how you found out about Such Is Life, isn't it? Is it? I remember like there was one time I mentioned it and you're like, wait, there was one before Places? Yeah. Cause and I think that was during the episode. Really? I want to say it was. Dude, we were so fucking drunk, stoned, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. I don't even remember. Yeah, I'd, have to go back. <laughs> I'd have to go back and listen to it. But I, I'm sure I probably talked about it then. But dude, I'll never forget I was in my backyard and spoiler okay if you didn't know i was stoned out of my mind (laughs) (laughs) such a shock (laughs) but it was nighttime and i think it was after you had told me that you had the first ep of such as life so i went i went to the apple store and downloaded the uh the uh ep and i told myself like listen to it tonight and you know you can do a uh, a review on your own you know and i remember sitting in the backyard and you know i have that rocking chair and i'm rocking back and excuse me survey suburb (laughs) (laughs) but i remember um rocking back and forth and 
Dude, I will never forget. I swear to you. I had probably one of the top 10 moments of my life. <laughs> because I hit play on Such Is Life. Because you have, you have the EP called Such Is Life. But then you have a song called Such Is Life. What do you call lead, that, by the yeah. way? What, what do you do call you? that? Is that the lead title? Oh, title track. Probably. The title track. Okay. So I went and listened to the title track. And dude, I was so stoned that I thought you were talking to me. Like as in, as if you were there with me. But I realized it was the song. <laughs> yeah. And that intro to the song of your voice saying, things get bad. But they won't last. Bro, that sentence right there. I was hooked. I was like, I need to, I need to, I need to know what the ending to the song is. And it was, I think like a 30 second speech, maybe less. Yeah. And that ending of such is life. And then it's like a one second pause. <laughs> and then it just goes into the beat, bro. I swear I say it all the time. I look like Ric Flair out there. I was elbowing the grass. <laughs> I was wrestling the chair. I was taking my shirt off. I was like, what the? I was like, what the fuck? I, I always make the joke. You have three EPs now, such as Life, oh, uh, Places, nuts. and Oceans. Mother no, Earth. not Oceans. Mother Earth. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'm a bad but friend. Oceans is in it. I'm a bad friend. I'm so sorry. I was thinking <laughs> no, of the cool. fucking planet, and I saw the oceans on the, on the title cover. I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. But you have three EPs. But I've always said that my favorite two songs, I don't know which one is better. Like, it's 49% for each one when it comes to Daytona and places on that EP. And then it's Such Is Life, the title track on your first EP. But there's something about Such Is Life, man, because when I heard that album, I wasn't thinking of you as a friend. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of you as an artist. And I'll never forget that, man. I'll never forget. Like I it, it was it was almost like I was starstruck. Because I didn't I didn't know that you could do something like that. And I don't I don't, I don't care if this song isn't mainstream. I don't care. I would love for it to go mainstream. Yeah. That'd I need be awesome. I need people to know that I listen to this song. And if people do listen to it and they say that song sucks, I'm like, fuck you, I don't care. <laughs> I love this song, you know? And it's so beautiful to 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 see that to hear that as a uh, as a friend, of course. But goddamn, as a fan, dude, I feel so lucky that I have a friend like you. Because I'm pe people one day will probably go, "Oh my god, that's CJ the Prodigy." I'm like, "Who? Oh no, that's Cody." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> like it's such an honor, man. And that's why I've been begging you, dude. Can I please have you in the podcast? And you you ask me like why do you, why do you want why do you want to do it so bad I'm like dude I need to ask you questions about it okay just can you do it <laughs> <laughs> so what my first question would be what led you to to become a music again I always botched this is it producer or is it engineer what what is it you could call it either way like I'm a lot of things like I'm a musician a music producer and an audio engineer okay so like I kind of do everything with my music. Like I've I've got full control over it, which is just cool. What 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 led you to this path? Because we've had many conversations in the past where you told me that you originally wanted to be a film producer right. or a filmmaker, I think something like that. Mm -hmm. What 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 led to this transition for you to say, "I'm done with looking in the camera 
and capturing the the, the moment. I, I want to transition to music. Was it something that you saw in film where like, oh, that score sounds amazing. I'd like to do that. What 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 was your first experience when you realized this is where I want to go? And now here we are, fucking twenty twenty one. You have three EPs. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I I would say that like music has always been uh, a staple of my life. Like it's always had some amount of importance to me or like significance because like bro like the the first time i can remember loving music was when i was like a kid maybe like four or five years old and just just loving like the music that was that i was hearing on the radio like when we were driving in the car you know like and i was a kid in the 90s and i loved the 90s music scene so much yeah that's like, like your call, that's your calling card yeah you live in the 90s yeah for sure that's that's where my soul is at even to this day and so so it's always like it's always been been there for me like as a as a way to escape reality and like you know therapy all that sort of thing but as far as like when i made the decision to start pursuing it um for a while it was kind of like i would my first uh my first instrument Mm-hmm. was uh, I joined band in sixth grade and I played the trombone and that was like the first time that I was like this is actually something I'm really good at because I, I never had that for a long time oh so when you were in, in middle school you picked up an instrument and you were good at it from the get-go pretty much like, oh shit it and I didn't know why like I I played a well, no, I don't think I did play anything before that. I think trombone was like the first legit instrument I played. And they it just was, gave you a trombone and said, hey, what do you got? Yeah, it was like uh, sixth grade was like the first, your first year of band where I grew up. And um, they have you like audition for a couple of different ones and try to find like what instrument you like and what they think that you'd be good at playing, that sort of thing. So I auditioned for a couple ones. Okay. Um, and they encouraged me to play the trombone because they thought I was really good at it. So that was like the first time I'd say. I'd like to see you play that one day while we're both fucking stoned. I don't really remember how to play, but that'd be dope <laughs> if we could find a trombone. Dude in the backyard in the trombone in, at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> all the neighbors be would like be, the new day. <laughs> all the fucking all the fucking neighbors would be pissed, and we're just like, "That's a new day." Yes, yes it, it is. is. <laughs> it's midnight. <laughs> oh that's awesome that's good but yeah man i would love to hear you play that but sorry go ahead keep going you were saying that you were so you go from middle school of playing this trombone and realizing you're pretty good at it did you put it on the shelf for a while or what 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 came next yeah so like i said that was just like my first time whether i can't remember if i was 11 or 12 but that was just like my first realization like oh because i grew up in like a, a sports community for those who may not be aware, like, I, I grew up in a small town where uh, you were somebody, like, if you knew how to play football or whatever. Football, you know? baseball, all that shit. Right. But I, I never really connected with sports like that. So it was kind of... You're always kind of like a, from what you've told me, there's a little bit of an outcast in, in that yeah. community because you didn't play sports, because you didn't look the role of a jock or whatever it may be. And it sounds like music was what you wanted to do but it it almost felt, sounds like footloose right where people yeah. <laughs> where people don't even like what is this and then <laughs> you just see kevin bacon dance like what you, you haven't heard of music you don't know how to dance 
Like, That's was a pretty good description. Was it something like that? Obviously not the dancing, but just the music aspect of this small town that doesn't really appreciate music. And then here comes Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about it like that, but I like Foot that. Loose. Take good off your Sunday shoes. But what, 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 so then what led, if you knew you had this talent, what led you to pursue filmmaking first? And then what ultimately led you to come back Ooh, to music? That's a good question. Um, so, like I said, like I, I always loved music, always listened to it, like always. Um, but I I did leave band in seventh grade. Just wasn't feeling it anymore. Um, I felt like it was just really structured and like the the okay the the only reason like band is respected in in that community that I was growing up in is because they played for the sports games. Oh, and I didn't want to play the sports games. Oh, I, was like, I see. That's dumb, man. Um, so like I just left it and. My somewhere along this time too, my parents did buy me a guitar, and for a while I really like you know got obsessed with that. But then I would put it down and not touch it for a while. I was just really inconsistent with it. And um, at what age did you go to? At what age did you go to filmmaking? Film would have been, um, <laughs> I want to say sixteen. Sixteen. So you were on and off from sixth grade to about 16. So about four years of you just on and off. And then you realize like maybe by seventh grade, I'm done with this shit. So you put it, you shelve it on the, on on the, whatever you want to call it, cabinet, whatever. You go into filmmaking. What, what was the point where you realized I don't even want to do filmmaking anymore? I, uh, I feel like I still do it a little bit. Like I, Obviously, like, I have a YouTube channel, so, like, a lot of those skills transferred over to Prodigy oh, okay. Creations. I see. So, like, I, I still get my fix. I think what what, uh, what it was with filmmaking is um, it was just too much work, basically. Like, <laughs> the, the, my favorite part of filmmaking was editing, like, on the computer, just clipping all the pieces together. And, hey, like, do me a favor. Pull up it. the chair a little bit. Because yeah. every time you pull back, you get farther away from the mic. Check. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes, sir. But yeah, like, um, it's it's just such a hassle, man. If you Like, when you think about it, making a movie is a lot of work. Because, oh, like, yeah. you got to go to locations to shoot. You got to find people. Like, it's just really complicated. And I think that's sure. what turned me off from it. Dude, I, uh, I follow this dude on Instagram. And he's a... Uh, just like a producer for not a, I don't know what they call him. I'm sorry, I might be botching it. But he works on on films and he shows the tricks that they use in film work. And dude, it looks so tiring because they're doing one take five thousand times. Yeah. And the one from five thousand did not look any different from the one in two thousand. <laughs> and they went with the one in five thousand. So I, I I I have an idea of what you mean by that. Right. Um, but. Was there a pivotal moment where you said, hey, this is too hard? Did you go back to music or was it like, was it, because I know one of your favorite artists of all time is Dr. Dre. Right. Was it something where you were driving down the road and you listened to a song and you said, this is it. This is my calling. I had a, I had a little crush on it back in the sixth grade when I was doing trombone and I let it go. But here it is again. I'm. It came back into my life, my long lost love. I found you again. I don't want to let you go. Like, what, what, was there a moment where you realized this is this is it? This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I would say so. Yeah, it started. I'll, I'll like preface it, and then I'll tell you like what the moment was for me. Okay, but like it started the first time I moved to Tulsa, which was 
2014, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I just turned 21, something like that. And I had a full-time job at this place where I was in the shipping and receiving department. And I was mostly a delivery driver. Like, uh, Oh, really? Yeah. So I did that for almost a year. I didn't know this. And there came a point, maybe like eight months into the job, where I was like, man, this just, this just isn't what I need to be doing with my life. Like, what do I need to be doing? And I was, I didn't know, but <laughs> so I'd say like the first, first time I started thinking about music again, I just randomly watched Walk the Line, the movie about Johnny Cash, if you've seen that. Love that movie, bro. Yeah. I love that movie. I remember watching that and just uh, taking inspiration from it because like, obviously like everybody respects Johnny Cash, but we all know like he's not the most technical or like the most flashy like nah, musician dude. or anything dude, like he that. sucks yeah like as it's, far as it's as really simple but people, he sucks people let's be honest johnny cash sucks i wouldn't say he sucks it's no. just like it's really far, simple as far as talent johnny cash sucks <laughs> what made in my opinion johnny cash johnny cash was the fact that he sang songs that were so different in those times that that's that what made true. him that's what made him stand out but he didn't have no vocals i mean he didn't develop vocals until the very end yeah, he did like actually he did ha- get better. He, he had to. I'm not saying. By the way, rest in peace, Johnny Cash. I'm not saying you suck. I meant to say you <laughs> sucked when you first started. But that's what his, that's what his that's what his fame was at first. Is he? I mean, come on, bro. You're singing fucking. I'm gonna beat my wife and shit like that, and it's catchy. You're like, you don't want to listen to that. True. But that's what made him stand out. Yeah. Because that's what's beautiful about that movie, right? Is in that movie it has that scene. Obviously, it could have been you know edited, but that scene was like. When he went and auditioned for the first time, and that guy was like, "You're just like everyone else. If you died, oh, yeah. if you died right now, this is what you would play." And that's what was the pivotal moment for Johnny Cash is that guy talked to him in such a way that made him inspired to just let it loose one last time in that record studio. And I don't remember the song that he played. I think it was when I was just a baby. It could have been. My mother yeah. told me, "Son." Always, Always be a good boy. Don't ever play with guns. <laughs> but I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. That's some bro, gangster you, shit, man. Bro, you fucking hear that back in those days? Bro. Yeah, for sure. And if you look at that movie, I do, I guarantee you that was a representation of his real life moment when he, he Joaquin Phoenix is looking at the music manager, whatever he was, and he's giving him this look. Of like, this is what you wanted? All right, I'm going to give it to you. And that was his moment. That's what made him Johnny Cash. But before that, he sucked. Yeah. Because he was he was being something that he knew he wasn't. Because Johnny Cash was never your, your fucking uh, stereotype neighbor with the picket fence. And I mean, he played, he, he had all that. But he, Johnny Cash was, he had some thoughts in him that he wanted to release. And he was able to do that through music. And that's what made him the legend that he is. Fuck man, I'm sorry. I got it off topic. <laughs> no, it was cool. I, I like talking about. But that. you're absolutely right, man. That fucking movie is fucking amazing. I mean, I, dude, my favorite scene of all time from that movie is when he sings Folsom Prison Blues. Is it Folsom Prison Blues? And when, he's, when he's when he's in the prison. Yeah, when he's yeah. when he's and he's like, I can't believe that you have to drink this water and he just smashes yeah. it and starts playing bro i wanted to be a singer when i saw that because dude like imagine imagine the privilege it must be to be an artist and you get to go to a prison and 
you have some of the baddest people in this entire country. But for fucking 50 minutes, they were all friends and admirers of John right. Cash. Like, there was no racism. There was no, I'm going to fucking stab that guy. Watch. I'm going to stab him while he's watching this Johnny Cash concert. No, it was everyone that did something bad in one room. And they were all listening and paying respect to Johnny Cash and admiring his music. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's pretty like, crazy. Like, that's who what, else would do that? That's what music does, man. It really does. It brings everyone together. Yeah. I can't explain to you what music does to me, but you know the feeling. Mm-hmm. Like how many people, how many things, how many times can you say that about something? Like, oh, dude, I have this feeling about music. I can't explain it. But then you're like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I like, think about that. Mm-hmm. Music does that. It is kind of crazy. Like how, I think we talked about this before, but how like each song is its own emotion. Exactly. Like, like it gives you a, a unique feeling. I don't know how that works. It, it, dude, I could not, even fucking commercials, as much as I hate them. Shit, man. The music in there makes it better. Yeah. Imagine just a commercial with nothing. You're like, what the fuck? What are they selling me? What are they selling me? I don't want that shit. Get away from me, bro. Leave me alone. But music, just even instrumentals, man, they, they add an element that you need to feel some type of connection. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Fuck, man. This is why we I started on Johnny Cash. That's why I hate talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, okay, I remember where it was. Okay, we, go ahead. Sorry. We, uh, we left off. Okay, so I watched that movie again, basically. Oh, yeah, your mom. And I was like, I, I just got inspired by the by what we were talking about, the fact that like he wasn't the greatest musician, right. but that like he was still such a legend and such an icon that like people respect to this day. And it just got me thinking, like, shit, if he could do it, why couldn't I? You know. So I started like to pick up my guitar. It wasn't like I wouldn't say I was going like full force yet, but I started to get back into it. Um, but what I would say, what my moment was, mm-hmm. was the same year. Um, I'm sorry. What year was this, by the way? Um, I said 2014, but I think by this time it's 2015. Okay. Like spring 2015. Okay. Um, and John and I, we, we actually like, um, we hung out one day and we decided to go see a movie, but I was like, bro, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know, like, what's playing. What do, what do you want to see? So he chose straight out of Compton. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, at this point, I will, like I said, I think I was 21. And at this point in my life, I didn't really care for rap. Like, maybe a couple songs here and there. But, like, I didn't, I didn't resonate with it. So I didn't know hardly anything about, like, NWA or Dr. Dre even, Ice Cube. Well, I knew Ice Cube, but. My point is, like, I just didn't know anything going into this movie. I didn't know what to expect. I just knew John wanted to go see it. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Okay. So we go into the movie, man, and I wasn't expecting, like, anything from this movie. Like, because it was someone else's choice, you know what I mean? And just the fact that, uh, like, by the time the movie ended, I would say, like, okay, bro, we got to take this seriously now, man. We got to start, like making music you told john this no this is to myself Oh, okay okay um because yeah man like just seeing the build-up specifically like dr dre like we've talked about like he's he's a big hero of mine and specifically like seeing in that movie uh how he was this kid like that was living at his mom's house was um djing like (laughs) on the side 
during weekends and all this shit. Wearing all those silly outfits. Yeah. <laughs> and just trying to get by, trying to make it a thing. Right. And like, obviously as the movie progresses, you see him make it and you see him like, uh, just achieve all these things. And he started off in Compton. Like, no one cares about Compton. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's what it seems like anyway. Like, I think seeing that and knowing that that was a reality, it wasn't just a movie I was watching. It was like based off this actual dude who came from nothing, like literally nothing. And now he's one of the most powerful men in the, in the music industry. I, I think that's what, that was my moment of like, let's do this, man. What was, what was that drive like when you went home and you have these emotions of, all right, we got to take this shit serious. Do you remember? Man. Was it because it sounds like it was a different feeling? It sounds like if I told you, Hey, I want you to run through that brick wall, you say, How fast do you want me to do it? Because you know, there's moments like that in everyone's life. There's moments where, like, for example, um, if someone called you fat, uh, you know, fat shaming sucks, mm-hmm. but if someone calls you fat and it really hurts, that moment could ignite you to make a change, right? Right. It'll ignite you to run a fucking marathon. And then not that you have to prove it to that person, but maybe that's what you needed to start your like journey. Right. Sure. That's what it sounds like with you is, is you watch this movie and it fucking lit a fire under your ass and you said, okay, I'm taking it serious. What was it like knowing that you had this experience with this movie that you didn't expect? And how were you able to transition it to your first EP? Because I mean, dude, if you think about it, that moment, not whether you want to believe in simulation theory like I always talk about, or whether you want to believe in God or whoever, whatever you subscribe to, mm-hmm. it sounds like that moment was meant to be there at that exact time no and doubt, that man. exact day. Like all your life's choices were built on that moment because that's all it took. Yeah. Like how come you couldn't do it when you were fucking doing the trombone? That wasn't your moment. You weren't ready for that moment. But how come on this random day when John says, let's go watch a movie, and you're like, eh, what do you want to watch? Mm-hmm. Eh, okay. We'll watch Straight Outta Compton. And somehow you walk out of that, and your life is completely different. Yeah, man. That's like, think about that. Think Never about- looked back since. So, like, what was it for you to know? So you walk out the movie theater, like, what is it like knowing that you have this fire under your ass now realizing that it's going to motivate you to become who you are today. How did you not allow that to be wasted, that moment? What was it like feeling that moment when you're going home and you realize, like, again, this is it. I'm fucking doing it. No more fear. No more no more regrets. I'm fucking doing it. What was that like for you? I think it was comforting, man. Because, like... Really? Yeah. Well, like, like I said, I was working this job. I'd grew grew to hate at first it was all right but i like grew to hate it and i was like i don't want to live this kind of life like a nine to five you know 40 hour work week and i'm not shaming anybody that does that like yeah you know, bitch, people I gotta do, do what they gotta do bitch i do that i do too <laughs> i'm just saying like <laughs> i'm just kidding if that's like the life i don't care I, I just knew like that wasn't what i wanted and so i was in this struggle of trying to understand what that meant because i had gone to school before and like that wasn't, <laughs> I didn't feel that was for me either. Oh, like so college? Just, right. Okay. So I was just kind of in this 
Sounds uh, like you're hopeless in, state. in limbo. In limbo. Yeah, yeah. And I think just after having that moment, I was like, because I've, I've always had uh, the drive to be creative as well. Like whether whether it was like I, I wrote comic books as a kid and like all this stuff. I've done a, made videos. Like I always knew I had this creative force mm-hmm. that needed to be uh, released. And so I was just, you know, it was a dark time, man. Like I didn't know, didn't seem like the job was for me, the college was for me. And I was like, well, what the fuck is for me, you know? And I think just having that moment of realizing that, um, like you can do seriously, like especially in this day and age, like you can seriously do whatever you want to do and, and make it happen. You just got to put in the work and be intentional about it and show up every day, you know? And I'm not saying I'm the best at that by any means. I, I have my off times, but I think just in that moment, I knew where the direction of my life was headed, even though I didn't really know what it looked like. Oh, but you actually, you finally found the map that told you this is the road that you have to take. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like, that's how I felt. Like I felt that peace and I felt you're, you're was... like a uh, Dora the Explorer. Dora? Like, yeah, you found the map. You're like, yeah, I know where I gotta go. I gotta go th- <laughs> I gotta go through through treacherous bridge and I gotta go through floating mountain, but then I get to the the sweet spot which is music. When when you uh when you realized all that, what what was the first step? Like what did what did you do? Did you buy equipment? Did you set up a studio? What what was the what 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 was the point where you actually said, Okay, Here's what I need. Yeah. I think the first step. Um, so I, I actually, uh, funny story, I actually ended up being laid off by that job. So like I oh, was really? forced to leave it. <laughs> and like I was thinking about leaving, but then they made the decision for me. So I was oh, like, fuckers. okay, fuck it. Best decision ever. Yeah, seriously. Um, but so during that time, I just decided to move back with my mom for a little bit while I, you know, figured out what was next as far as you know, where I'm going to go work next. So I'd say with her a couple months and, um, I knew that I like had a good opportunity to study that sort of thing. And <laughs> I, I don't know if it was just by chance or if I was actually looking for it, but I was on like Groupon of all places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I somehow stumbled upon this music production online course that was selling for 20 bucks. Oh, wow. and I think like originally it was 200. So I was like, fuck yeah, sign me up. I bought it <laughs> and binge watched it, bro. That That's what I would say was like the first step. Because that, um, that course introduced me to like the, the software that I still use to this day. Wow. That's how I learned how to use it. And Yeah, you're self-taught. No one, taught, no one sat down with you and said, this is tricks and tips to music producing. Everything that you've produced that's on air with all three EPs was made from you and only you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think that that is um as impressive as as, as it should be. Cuz dude, to know that you did 3 EPs and people can have their opinions on them. I think they're fucking great. And again, Thank maybe I'm being biased. Who knows? But I know I fucking love them. And that's all I care about. But to know that you did that with no help all you did was research. I'm pretty sure at one point you researched, how do you make a beat? Oh, yeah. Like, bro, like, I I think I've told you this before, but I, I seriously feel like I might as well have, like, a 
a degree in in audio engineering man because like uh, after that, I started working at churches, like mixing for their services. So I learned a lot oh, from dude, that. I thought you were talking about the restaurant. <laughs> the restaurant? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? There's a restaurant called Churches. <laughs> oh, Churches Chicken. <laughs> I was like, wait, you started working in. <laughs> no, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? That took a, that took a turn. <laughs> but no, like, I, I. Houses of Worship. I started, like, mixing audio for them for their worship services for the past five years. You know that, but, but you like, learned all that on your own. I mean, I learned think, that. Think about like, that. Think about all the people that that do the same job at the same church. They probably had some form of study. They probably, I don't know, went to whether whether it's Christian, Catholic, whatever university, and they probably got in the music program and they learned how to do that. And boom, you're a fucking graduate with a music degree. But you, you went a route that most people is it route or route? Route. Either way, I think is right. You went down a route. I sound, I sound professional. You went down a route that... Route? Dude, I'm so stuck on that. You went down a path. <laughs> <laughs> you went down a path that not many people would have stayed on. Hmm. Like, um, maybe someone's listening on here and they're like, oh, I've done that too. Fuck that guy. Well, fuck you too, bro, if you're listening. But you went down a path that not many people did. And fuck, dude. The shit's good, man. You're you're you, man. You're fucking... You're fucking talented. Bro, it still blows my mind that I'm friends with an audio engineer. It blows my mind that you can lay on a chair or whatever, on the ground, on something, and then you go, I think I found a beat. And all you did was maybe you heard the wind. Maybe you heard some raindrops. Like, I hate when it rains with you <laughs> for all the right reasons. Because you're like, did you hear that? Look, if you listen to it closely, it sounds different than when you listen to it backly. I'm like, can you shut the fuck up? Can we just enjoy the rain? <laughs> you know what I mean? But you've taught me that, man. You've taught me that there's so many elements to music, more than the fucking periodic table. It's just hmm. so insane how much you know. And the fact that you did it with no help, to me, is what is so impressive. Because, dude... Again, when I listen to Such As Life, and I know that nobody touched that entire track except you, I feel like, I don't want to say I'm your dad, but I do feel like it's a proud dad moment. Where it's like, holy shit, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> and nobody is credited with this song except for one person. And that person is my friend. Like, Dang. what the fuck? That that freaks me out, man. That freaks me out that I know someone like that. Like, do you ever think of that? Do you ever think about how how you learned all this on your own? Because I'm sure there's times where you're frustrated. I'm sure there's times where you're like, God damn, Cody, like, get it together. Yeah, honestly, like, I, I have to intentionally think those things for sure. Because, like, I mean, I'm sure it's the same with everybody, whatever they're doing. Like, they just caught up in what they're doing and they... Think about what's next. What if, what should I be doing right now for what's next? And you don't take like time to just sit back and appreciate like all you have done already. You know? Bro, you're a madman. You're a fucking madman. You're a fucking <laughs> madman. Mad you're a fucking madman. Why is that? It, you just again, you're just your not madman as in like crazy. I'm saying madman for your talent, for your for your craft. You you're a perfectionist. You 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 obsess if there's one mistake. You you you. You look at something, you're like, nah, it doesn't sound right. You got to fix it. And then I'll listen to him like, man, that sounds fucking great. Ah, that's not what I asked you. I asked you if this part sounds good or not. 
I'm like, yeah, man, I said it sounds great. <laughs> but you you have this craft that you've developed where imagine this, okay? Imagine if you're at a job, okay? Imagine you're at a job and they tell you, hey, can you stack these boxes? If you were stacking those boxes like you are a madman, the same way with music, we'd all think you're insane. We're like, dude, they're just boxes, <laughs> yeah. right? Gotcha. Like we, it wouldn't be the same effect. But when I see the way you are with music, I'm like, oh, shit. This guy's trying to achieve something that he doesn't even know what it is. But you're trying to achieve something great. And you do that with music. You 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 pour everything you have into it. You, you, you literally... I mean, we're having a conversation the other day. Remember when I told you there should be nothing in this world that takes away your dream? If that gets taken away from me, bro, I'm fucking... I'll lose my shit. If I lost podcasting, I would lose my shit. Right. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Something don't sound right anymore because I found what I love. For sure. And when I think about me like that, even though I don't know what music is and as far as, like, making it, all I'm good at doing is listening to it, I know you feel the exact same way about music. If someone took that away from you, you'd be like, I'm out of here. Deuces, Deuces life. Yeah. No doubt. Because... It's an escape, but it's an escape that makes you strive for more. Like, that's what I, that's what I get with this podcast, man. When I'm in here, like I'm right now, when I'm, I'm doing this with you, it might not be the greatest conversation ever for someone listening, but for me, bro, I'm having the time of my life because I'm, I'm so curious about learning about someone, not because I'm nosy, but because I want to know how they think about certain things. That's so why we're doing this podcast. I want to know about such as life. I want to know about your talent. It's the same way with you. You want to know how far you can push your limits with the music business. Mm-hmm. You want to know if it, if you're ever going to make a track that the whole world can listen to. And that's what I, I think that's what strives you to keep going is like, I have to make something that makes me fully satisfied. And maybe you found it already, maybe you haven't. But again, you're pushing yourself. It really is like such a satisfying feeling to just like, you know, we we live in such a consumer culture, at least in America. I don't know if it's the same everywhere else, but like, you know, we just consume all the time, whether it's Netflix or books we're reading. And it's not that these things are bad, but like, it it just, I'm telling you, like, like it, it shifts your mindset, right? Like when you when when you're like okay instead of consuming so much how about i consume just a little bit and i'll actually like produce stuff right put things put oh, like my things out I the like world. the way you put that and that's you don't want to be a consumer you want to be a producer yeah like there's Holy something shit. like special about that feeling like should, it makes you satisfied you should like, copyright that bro <laughs> you should copyright that i'm not a consumer i'm a producer <laughs> I may not look the part, but I've got the heart. <laughs> Nobody steal that. That's mine, bitches. I hear you using that shit on your fucking post. I'll fucking come for you. That's my quote. You can use it, Cody. I love you. <laughs> we were fucking high when I said that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Shout out to Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch, if you're listening, um, I was ranting in the backyard about how you got fucked over in your uh, NWA match. And I was high as hell. Oh my God, I said it like a little girl. I was high as hell. <laughs> and 
I don't know why, but I was just like, you know what? You know what Trevor Murdoch needs to do? And he needs to let everyone know, I may not look the part, but I've got the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Murdoch, may you please get another title rematch and win. Nick Aldis, I love you, man, but shit, give Trevor Murdoch a chance. For sure. Everybody loves Murdoch. Fuck yeah, bro. You got me into NWA, by the way. I love, I love that, man. Not the, not the <laughs> rap group. The National Wrestling Alliance. Is right. That, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm getting sidetracked. Dude, so you're you're going through this phase where you figure out that this is what you want to do. You do the online course. You you learn and you get your uh you get your PhD from uh <laughs> Brosev University. Brosev, yeah. And you uh and you, you finally have an idea of what music is like. How how was the process of creating your first EP? Because again, I didn't even know about it. So I thought your first EP was places. That's why we were right. having that. Uh, what do you call those things? Listening party. Listening party. I thought that's what it was. On it, forget about them Chick Fil A nuggets. Woo! That was a good day, man. That was Fuck fun. yeah, it was. I still have a video, by the way. I'm gonna play it at your wedding. <laughs> don't do that i don't shit. give a I hate fuck that video. no fuck you <laughs> i'm letting you know right now when you listen back to this and you're listening to this in your living room or while you're working out or you're driving hey cody just know this bitch i'm playing it at your wedding <laughs> <laughs> i don't give a fuck i'm your friend we've been friends for a while now i've earned that privilege watch you'll be dancing in the middle of the fucking floor with your beautiful just gorgeous wife in a good way and then i'll be like hey 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 everybody i have a special announcement <laughs> What a heel, man! <laughs> You're gonna go <laughs> fucking spear me before I hit before I hit play. <laughs> but again, before I get sidetracked a lot. But how was that? How was that process where you decided this is it? My first EP. What was that like? That, that's been a process in and of itself, too, for sure. Because um, when I decided that I wanted to start taking music seriously. I didn't know right away that I wanted to do YouTube as well, which is what I do now. Like I, I kind of do both. Like I, I make videos on YouTube, kind of sharing what I've learned. Shout about out, shout out your YouTube channel, Prodigy Creations. So like, yeah, it started off like I said as a music producer, learning about music and how it works and all this stuff. Um, and then somewhere along the road, a couple years later, like, um, I decided to do YouTube too because there's this guy named Graham Cochran. Graham, if you're listening, I love you, bro. You've changed my life, and you don't even know it. But Graham, what? Graham Cochran. He Graham Cro- Cochran. Cochran. Shout out Graham Cochran. He um, tricky last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir. But he's he uh, he operates not so much anymore. But back in the day, he used to operate this YouTube channel called Recording Revolution. Okay. Where that was another like. Uh, YouTube channel I just consume so much of because he talks about home recording and mixing and all these things. Um, and that's where I learned just as much as I learned from like mixing, mm-hmm. like at church, I learned just as much from watching his videos. It's kind of like a, yeah, culmination wow. of those oh. two things where I learned so much. And I want to say maybe 2017 or so, he started a new YouTube channel just like. Graham Cochran, that's what it was called. And he started teaching about like online business, like how, how he does it with the recording revolution and all this stuff. Um, and I didn't know bro until like he started doing that, that he 
he has made a lot of money doing the stuff on recording revolution like i just i guess i just always assumed it's kind of like a a side hobby that he did and had like a day job you know oh as far as the first one yeah yeah but when he started talking about like uh he he was like a a dad and they just had a newborn baby he was newly married um he lost his job i think so he's going through all this stuff this was like during 2008 during the recession so just a whole bunch of stuff going on in his life and oh okay so video revolution revolution re- video revolution recording revolution recording revolution this was in 2008 it's yeah it started in 2008 like he was in all this pressure uh didn't know how to provide for his family and he just decided to start like blogging i think that's all it was at first he started blogging about like audio gear and all this stuff and it turned into this crazy huge youtube channel like probably i would guess probably like the most popular maybe like the most subscribed audio based channel if oh. i had to guess oh like he's he's well he's a big deal and uh yeah he started like talking about how he made it a business and this is on his new channel right where he started talking about it you said right okay so he's given like now this channel is dedicated to helping people grow their online business oh so if they Gra- want to start his, one. his name graham cock cochran cochran i'm so sorry dude. i'm <laughs> immature <laughs> so now he has this name under his full name and all it's dedicated is to helping people yeah helping like, like online okay or people build their online business okay i'm with you i'm with you and so that's when i was like because I remember he like showed some of, uh, not too revealing, obviously, but he showed some of his profits that he made from Recording Revolution just in a year. And he made, I think, a million dollars just off of a simple YouTube video or Whoa. a su- simple YouTube channel to talking about how to make music in your home. And I was like, holy shit, I had no idea, man. And so I started, that was another kind of inspiring moment where I was like, if he can do it, why can't I? So I started, you know uh teaching what i had learned throughout the years and it's just kind of this thing now where it's like <laughs> sometimes i don't know who i am am i like <laughs> cj the producer am i <laughs> am i this youtube guy you know but like, yeah you have a video that has almost forty thousand views yeah right yeah that's like, my yeah my top one hey motherfuckers go bump those bump those numbers up to 100k <laughs> if you're listening Sorry, bro. I only got like two listeners, so you'll get it bumped up by two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, but okay, so you, you talked about the YouTube, but I'm I want to know more about the 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 what do you call it? I want to know. Oh, about right, the, right. I want to know about the EP. How was the? You, you you're doing YouTube, which is still going strong, by the way. Yeah. You you, you I haven't touched it in a while, just because I've been having to deal with a lot of stuff. But it's it's definitely coming back. I'm gonna come but, back strong. But was he your inspiration for the uh, e- for the first EP too? To a degree, like I definitely learned a lot about mixing and stuff from him um, through his videos. But as far as like creatively, um, I I'd always like dibbled and dabbled in music. I never really like uh, took it serious enough. Like I was taking it seriously. Like, I was learning and all this, you know what I mean? But I didn't take it seriously in the sense of, I was like, okay, I got to make a project and I got to release it. You know, I, I wasn't there yet. Um, but, so it was, and it was, okay, the reason I brought up YouTube is because, like, that started to take over. 
and I didn't really dive in music that much anymore because I was focused on making videos. So then it came to this point where I was like, man, I put out so much videos and it doesn't really seem to be working really. Um, so I just kind of reflected and I was like, maybe at that time my, my YouTube videos were focused on like mixing and stuff. Not, but not about like music itself at all. Okay. And so I was like, maybe I'm just focusing on the wrong topics here. Um, so I think it was during this time, it was like summer 18, 17. I was like, I'm going to take you by then, by the way. Yeah. I didn't know that you were so invested in, in your company prodigy creations and music <laughs> yeah i remember when i wanted to do the podcast i asked you if you wanted to be my partner and you're like i can't because you know i have prior commitments with what i'm doing and i was just like oh you could have just said no bitch <laughs> <laughs> but then i when i saw you after we haven't talked after we hadn't talked for a while i just saw just how passionate you were about prodigy creations and the music and I was just like, oh, you gotta leave, you gotta leave this dude alone, because mm. he's got a craft, and that craft is slowly playing out, but he's gotta still figure it out. And uh, you know, it's mesmerizing, dude. Again, it's mesmerizing to watch you work. You know, just hearing this conversation right now about how how far you've come. Like, fuck, man, I feel lucky. I really do. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't say this shit lightly. I feel lucky to know that you started at like ground zero and yeah. like as, as our friendship keeps growing older you know you're finding a little bit more success a little bit more success dude but if you ever blow up which i think you will i will be lucky enough to be like i was there from the beginning yeah man i love I, that I, I i i know exactly the trials and tribulations i know the highs i know the lows but again what the fuck <laughs> was the inspiration for such as life? I'm trying, God to, get damn there, it. <laughs> I'm trying to get there. <laughs> I'm losing thought. I'm losing thought because I'm having such a good time and I'm being honest. I just like to praise you, man. I love you, dude. I really do. If you hear I love any, you too, man. If Thanks you hear anything on this podcast, just hear the fact that I say I love you because I mean it. Yeah, I love man. you, brother. Man, our friendship is like one of the best ones ever, bro. It's bro, I might, such a good time every time. I might be a little under the influence after one beer. <laughs> we still got more to go, bro. You know I don't drink. You know I don't drink. Okay, keep going, man. I'm sorry. No, it's all gonna love you, man. Um, shit. We were so, talking about the... So I decided, I was like, okay, what I'm doing with YouTube isn't really resonating. Let me take a pause on that. And I go to... Um, my friend for like a weekend, I think he lives in, o or he, at this point he lived in Oklahoma city. Um, and I just, yeah, it was summertime. Like we, I think we actually did go to like a, a Dodgers game at OKC. That oh weekend. yeah. They're triple A ball club. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were just doing a lot of fun stuff summertime. I, I felt like I needed some time off and it was during this time that introduced me to lo-fi. Um, which I knew a little bit about it, but he, he specifically introduced me to this um, this channel that just is constantly playing lo-fi music on a loop. And so we listened to it a lot during that time. And I was like, wow, I really like this genre a lot. It's really relaxing, but like, yeah, I just really liked it a lot. And so I started listening to it more. And I think, no lie, bro, I think I 
after that weekend, I think I started listening to lo-fi and nothing but lo-fi for like two months. Mm. Like I, I liked it that much. And that's when I was just like, shit, let's, let's try to see if we can create that sort of thing. And so like, that's when I started. I, for a while I was like even filming myself. Like I've got a couple of videos on YouTube where you can see me creating some of the beats that I put oh, out. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. So as I was fun, doing that man. for a while. Like I was filming myself. I decided to like get back into music because that was the primary thing. YouTube was secondary. Music is like the substance. Okay. Oh, I like the way you put that. <laughs> Thanks. Give me some of that substance. I want it. So I just, I just had like such a blast, man. Like creating those instrumentals. Um, it fed my creative side, you know, which I need to do. And did you did you ever struggle? As you were building these instrumentals, was it was it rough applying what you had learned to now creating? It can be. It it really depends. Like I don't. No, I'm I, talking about like when you first started. Oh, what, when I first was started. It, what was it to a point where you're like, man, maybe this is too much for me? When you were creating these these instrumentals, or was it because you studied so much that it was honestly like a breeze? I don't know if that was the reason, but it, it was pretty like seamless. Like it just, it just worked. And I don't really know how to explain my workflow sometimes, dude, because like I, most of the time I would say, I don't even go in the studio with an idea. I'm just like, let's show up and see what comes out of it. You know, like I'll browse through stuff in my software and stuff and be like, okay, that sounds cool. Let's see if it'll work. And I just kind of piece it oh, together when you create, as I go. When you create a track? Yeah. Really? Like, uh, I shouldn't say I don't have an idea, because obviously, like, I, I wanted to make lo-fi. So I had that, like, you I had, had the you, genre. You had mind. the concept, but you just didn't know how you were going to make it a reality. Right. Yeah, I kind of, I just kind of just go with the flow. and. So this was all kind of like, what do you, how do you say? You just winged it. Yeah. That's pretty, that's Holy pretty shit. much what I do. Holy shit, I didn't know that. So then, what... What made you create such as life, the title track? What 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 was going through your head when you, when you realized that it needed that speech and then that beat? Um. So I think I think that EP was was released April thirtieth, twenty twenty. Um, which was April thirtieth, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Pretty Fuck. sure that was the date. We were off by a month. <laughs> <laughs> um. But. It was obviously like a month after the pandemic struck, pretty much, because I think it, it started in March. Yeah, March. Like yeah, yeah, like mid to late March. So obviously, it was like still in its early development. Like we didn't know what the fuck was going on. We were freaking out. We yeah, weren't the, even we weren't world. even talking yet. Right. Yeah. It wasn't until June or July. Uh, yeah. End of June. End of June. Early July. Yeah. But yeah, man. Like I, I had already had these instrumentals like made. Like before such as life was such as life. <laughs> it used to be called September. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back that up a little bit. You just confused me. Before yes, before the title track okay. Such as Life. It was called September. Oh. Because I think I released it around September. And that was really the only reason. But you, then like you released what in September? I thought you released so, it like, in April. Well, I released the songs first and then like i combined them as an album oh or as an so EP. september 2019 you released the songs but then you didn't make it an ep until april 
I was kind of going about it like I didn't I didn't know I was making an EP at the time. <laughs> like okay. I was just making music. Okay. And I was I kind of had the system down where I was like I think it's been a while, but I think I had the system down where I was like, okay, let's we're going to start making music more, we're going to start making videos more. So let me just film myself making music and make that a video. Oh, okay. I think I, for a little bit. I did that for like once a week. And I would release the songs when I was done too. And so I was just releasing them as songs for a while. And then at some point I decided to like combine them into an EP. Okay. So you first released them like on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, I think like Bandcamp or something, but they weren't on Spotify yet. And then in April, you're just like, this is, this is it. I'm going to combine them, release it as an EP for all major music distributors. Right. Okay. And um, I... I, uh, even though there's not any lyrics on this EP or anything like that, I always, when I would listen through it, cause I had the EP sorted out in the order I wanted it as far as which songs you would hear first. And for some reason, I always just had this like storyline playing throughout my head, like even the titles of the tracks and all that, like it, there was some sort of story going along and, uh, that's, that's when I wrote that, uh, intro or whatever you want to call it that voiceover for such is life that was, was kind of like my summary it was like of, a storyline yeah and it was like i said it was during covid during a time where like everybody was freaking out not sure what was going to happen wait so when did you create the title track of such is life um the like the song itself yeah 2019 and then you added the 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 voice of yourself in 2020 Right, like because of the literally pandemic like right and... before I released it. Oh, okay. Shit, man. Yeah, so that was just kind of like I felt like it was a message people needed to hear, sort of thing. You know, um, you know a little bit about my history, and I'll tell you what that speech at the beginning of that song means more than you'll ever know. <laughs> it really does. I love that, man. I can't. I can't tell you. I can't properly tell you what it means to me because it doesn't make sense to you because obviously you don't experience my thoughts. Sure. But when I hear that, dude, we recently started creating a new thing through our, through our text message threads when I'll be like, I'll send you a song and I'll be like, bless the shuffle gods. Yeah. <laughs> what they have. And it's a song because, you know, we, we share each other's playlist. Mm-hmm. So anytime a song from you comes on, I just fucking lose my shit because I'm like, bless the shuffle gods for they have brought upon me this song, you know, whatever it may be. But, dude, I'm telling you, man, when fucking the shuffle gods bless me with such as life, it's like magnified times a hundred, magnified times a million, because I'll end up listening to a song and it's ending and it's just like, you know. And I'm like, cool, you know, a Mexican song, whatever. <laughs> and then the song ends. And then immediately after, I just hear, things get bad. Mm-hmm. But they won't last. Like, I honestly would think about tattooing that on my ass cheek. <laughs> Damn, that's respect. Not, not on the ass cheek, but somewhere cool. But when that song comes on, man, I I, I really do. It, it It takes me to a place. It doesn't matter if I'm driving. It doesn't matter if I'm walking. It doesn't matter if I'm laying down in bed. That song with that speech takes me to a different place that I just can't explain. 
And it's almost like I, I always tell you, it's almost like John Cena's quote. I hate John Cena. You know this. I like him now more because recently he was more of, you know, more of himself than Super Cena. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that quote of never give up, never give up. It resonates with me. And something that I attach that to is such as life, the title track, because of your speech. Mm. Never give up. Well, why? Why should you never give up? Well, because things get bad, but they won't last. Dang. And you'll be better prepared the next time. And I'm saying this with a sober mind. Right. I thought I was tipsy. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. It really does. It, it, it creates this feeling that I just can't explain. And then for for half a second or whatever it may be, there's no, there's no, there's no um, beat. There's no voice. It's just a pause. And that to me is a metaphor of the song because you, you, you started the song in such a, for me, in such a uncharacteristic way to start, to start a song. You're mm-hmm. letting the listener know things get bad. What? What do you mean things get bad? What is this guy talking about? And then you say, but they won't last. And you say the rest of the speech. And that pause creates a separation of the song. Wow. So that first yeah, part, to, so. that first part to me, it feels like you're, you're like my mentor. It feels like you're my, my teacher. Hey, it's bad, but it won't last. And then the, the pause happens and then boom. Right. The song, the, the instrumental part starts. And that's how I know that life is going to be okay. Because at the end of the road, no matter how bad it may get, there'll always be a, a, a next part to it. And that next wow. part, <laughs> that next part, dude, when I listen to the instrumental part, I'm not crying. I'm like, fuck, things do get bad, but goddamn what a song. <laughs> it takes me to a happy place. So you start me off by letting me know, like, hey, things are bad, but they won't last. And then the se- the, the next part of the song is, here's why it doesn't last. It's a good time. Listen to mm, this song wow. and enjoy it. You know what I mean? That's a cool dissection, man. Yeah, man. That's how I look at it. You know, you, you set me up with with some thoughts when you say that speech, but then it becomes... Enjoy, enjoy life. Such as life is such a represent, representation of the good and the bad. The, the, the bad is life is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. We have to do this till we die. We have to be quotation marks adults, right? Mm-hmm. And what does being an adult mean? Stress, paying your bills, being responsible. Fuck all that. I don't want to do that. Right. But that is what life is. It's hard. You know, you have the stresses of life. Whatever it may be. But then, like right now, there's the good things about life. Yeah. You're in someone's presence and you're having a good time. You fall in love and you want to start a family. That's a good time. You know, you make life memorable with good times. But that pause in your song of such as life is the only moment that you get to differentiate with, 
between good and bad. And look at the song. The bad only lasts for maybe 30 seconds because that's the speech. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the pause for one second. And the good lasts for like two fucking minutes. Nice. Now, which one would you prefer? I prefer the fucking good. <laughs> yeah. But it's always a good thing to acknowledge the bad, too, because it makes the good so much better. Right. And that's why I love that track so much, man, because it just, again, takes me to a different place. And to know that my friend did that to my soul is something that I can never explain. It's nuts, man. It's something I never expected. Like, because I know I've told you this before, but, uh, man, I was... <laughs> I was like a super like isolated person. Like I didn't talk to anybody outside of work. Like I, and that was just me were you alone in off my at, bedroom. Were you pissed off at the world when you're going through these taunts, or was it uh, you just wanted yeah. to be secluded? Uh, I won't. I, I'm not gonna say the company name, obviously, but you knew like where I was working at that time, and I hated that job so much. Uh, like it just brought so much unnecessary stress and all that in my life, and. It just really started to make me hate people, honestly. And that when I was making I can, those... I can relate to that job as far right. as why it made you want to hate people. Yeah. And so when I was in my bedroom, like, I was literally, like, by myself. Didn't have any pets at the time. I did live with my sister, but, you know, she was in her own room doing her own thing. And I was just trying to just find peace for me, I guess, by creating these, these beats. And so to hear you say something like that or... Even hear you talk about like Daytona, how much it means to you. Like, oh, I never don't get, saw me, it coming, don't get me started on and Daytona, it's... motherfucker. We'll do a six-hour podcast. <laughs> but it's nuts, man. I I never expected that. Like, I because I was doing it for me, really, you know. And the to hear that it's like it has that much meaning to someone. Oh, it's a perfect metaphor for my life, man. It's a perfect metaphor. You know, I tell you all the time, I'm so much more appreciative of everything because of what I've went through, and to know that I have a song that describes my struggles but then it also describes the good times that's what it's all about i mean think about that man imagine finding a song and i'm sure you have one that speaks to you that you're like who the fuck is this person yeah but now imagine that you find a song that speaks to you and you know the person and you see them daily imagine that <laughs> yeah. feel, imagine that feeling you, you can't that's pretty nice you can't but I know what that's like. Wow. I know what it's like to have someone impact my soul so much that it's brought me to tears. It's brought me to, uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, what's a fucking fancy word for happy? Jovial, beyond jovial. <laughs> you know, it's made, it's made me fucking, I tell, I told you, it makes me get up and fucking elbow the fucking ground with excitement. And to know that that's my friend, that's a special feeling that I don't think a lot of people will ever experience. Right. Yeah. I mean, how many artists are out there? Like, let's just say maybe a million, maybe 5,000 great ones, maybe 10 superstars, maybe two mega superstars. Beyonce, I don't know who else you want to say. Drake, maybe. Maybe Drake, yeah. Maybe two mega superstars. But I tell you what, that person that's friends with Drake, his best friend, 
I guarantee you I know what he feels when he looks at Drake. Because I have that. <laughs> I look right. at you and I'm just like, holy shit, I'm friends with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just to just to say one thing about Daytona, which is on your second EP. Daytona feels like a song for me that's about our friendship. I won't go into detail because we know I, I talked to you about it because I talk about it, it's gonna be like fucking ten minutes. I mean two ten hours. Daytona is more for our friendship. Such as life is for me. And that's why I never know <laughs> which one is better. Okay. That's why I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Daytona's at fifty one percent and such as life is at forty nine percent. I'm like, no. <laughs> I changed my mind. It's always a to- it's literally always a coin toss. Wow. It's literally always a coin toss. But shit, man, it's it's a blessing, bro. It really is a blessing to be a part of this journey with you and to hear a little a little bit about such as life. Because, man, I'm fucking fascinated. And to know that somebody inspired you to do lo-fi music and you don't even talk to this person anymore. God damn, I'm still grateful for him. Yeah. Because without him, maybe this isn't maybe we're not doing this, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe you're still trying to figure out what's my first EP going to be about. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's a personal question I got for you. What is your favorite song from that from that first EP, Such as Life? Ooh, I probably have to say Beach Day because Beach Day. That was one that uh <laughs> me and this guy named Meteor Smash made that together meteor smash if you're listening what's up bro thanks for the i love you man thank you for all the all the collab stuff we've done but yeah like this in that process when i was uploading like single songs before i made it an ep Mm -hmm. um i was sharing to these facebook groups that was a lot of them were like lo-fi uh facebook groups and there was one particular group that i shared to and his name's steven like in real life (laughs) So, so steven like he saw one of my posts and I, he decided to listen to it and he's like bro this is good stuff and i'm like oh thanks man i really appreciate that and i checked out his stuff and loved his stuff too and like bro this guy lives in new york i would have never met this dude on the street you know what i mean steven yeah aka meteor smash right he lives in new york and we just happened to meet each other on a random facebook group whoa and we decided to collab and we made that song together man and it's just nuts like that how do you how does one do that from that far of a distance did you just was that hard having to share music files how 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 was that creative process like to make a song such as beach day with someone who lives on the east coast and you live in the midwest right um there's easier ways to do it now but at the time uh i we just i think we just talked about it like we should make a we should make a song, bro. And we both agreed. I I think I had this um, project just sitting. Like I had this idea for it, but I hadn't finished it yet. So I told him about. It. I was like, "Hey, I got this one I'm currently working on. I haven't finished. You want to help me finish it?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." So um, I sent him what I had, which I think was just like a a drum beat and and some piano chords at the time. Okay. And. He heard it, listened... Like, I sent him the tracks through email. That's how I did it. Um, Jeez, could you imagine how hard that was back then? Sending files that big? 
It actually wasn't too bad because I think I actually sent it like through Google Drive. Oh, so it was okay. Okay, I'm with yes. you. I'm thinking like old school Yahoo mail. Like what? You could do that? <laughs> <laughs> that fucking shit sucks so bad. So yeah, he just he got him. He dragged him into his software and like listened to it, and it was it was cool because like that piano part that I mentioned, we'd never even used it. It was just like that's what started it. But when he heard it, he was like, "Hang on, bro." Hang on, bro. I think I've got something, something else in mind. Go, okay. go with it. Okay. And so he like he recorded this guitar part, which is the guitar part you hear in the song. And I was like, oh yeah, bro, that's a good vibe. And so, like, he recorded a few guitar parts, and I don't know, man. We like, we just kept emailing back and forth, and that eventually it was done. And and yeah, I just always listen back to that song, and and I always think about that, like how lucky I am that I have that. Does that have a I mean, you say you're lucky, but does that have, is that kind of like your pride and joy, that song? Yeah, like it always makes me smile when I hear it, man. It's a, it's a very good song, man. I, I always ask you, like, who's Meteor Smash? And you're like, it's this guy from New York. I'm like, what? <laughs> you traveled to New York? <laughs> <laughs> but dude, how amazing that technology allows you to collab with someone from fucking thousands of miles away. Seriously, man. Did, do, do you, do you, uh, do you uh, have plans for for the future, near future? Because I, I know right now you're taking a little break. Mm-hmm. But without giving too many details, is there is there anything that you are having an itch for? Because is, is I know, not to spoil anything, but there might be a new direction coming. Yes. Um, there There is a new mo- music project that I'm working on that's completely different than what I've done before like it's it's not associated with lo-fi at all um it's it's actually like a lyrical i e p album whatever I don't know I don't know what like the consider <laughs> the official runtime for an album is oh okay but like i I like to call it an album because there's a lot of um First of all, it's a lyric project. There's lyrics in it. It's not just instrumentals anymore. Um, and there's just a lot of details in that project that is um, very, like, it's subtle. Like, you wouldn't know unless I told you. Oh, I know. But, like... Oh, trust me, I know. There's I'm a excited, lot. Of, there's man. a lot of hidden stuff in that that's just kind of, like how I was born into the world and how I perceive it and all these things. So that's, that's currently in the process. Hopefully August by August 27th. Oh, it'll really? Be, it'll be ready. Oh, that's my goal. I know what August 27th is all about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love you, baby. Love you, bro. <laughs> um, what, 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 what has been your favorite moment so far, bro? Cause we kind of got to wrap this up soon. What's, what's been your favorite moment from this whole process of, I mean, we talked about, and I, I wish we had more time, but we we literally have to go soon. But what's been your favorite moment throughout this whole process from the trombone and mm. you being good at it then putting it back on the shelf because you're fucking tired of these non-footloose motherfucker <laughs> residents in your small town? You, you, you shelve that. Then you, you discover this moment with your friend John at this random movie. And then you realize this is it. This is my moment where I realize this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Then you, you do such as life, the title track and the EP. Your favorite moment, one of your favorite moments has been with Meteor Smash. Meteor Smash, shout out to you, brother. 
Uh, you have that moment. You have your Johnny Cash moment. You're sitting here now talking about it. So far in your young career as a music producer, what's been the number one moment that has stood out for you? Have you ever thought about that? I haven't, man, but like, that'd be hard to pick. But I think just like in general, my always my favorite feeling is when I'm starting a new track or like not even starting a new track, but just working on a track, like just the creative process I get, like I get totally zoned out, man. Like nothing is, nothing exists anymore other than that's in front of you. Yeah. And I love that, man. Cause like we, we smoke cigars for the same reason, you know, like to, to escape like that reality and, and all that sort of thing. But like to know that I have something that, uh, like like I said earlier, like and I'm producing. I'm not consuming it. I'm producing it, and like that is helping me feel that creative flow. And that I know, like hopefully, other people are going to hear it and resonate with that. Just being so, in that process is always my favorite part. So when you open the when you when you start the computer and you go to your music software and you hit new, that's 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 your favorite part is knowing that here we go. Yeah, I and would that, say so. Like just having that idea and just starting on it, do you making get, a reality. Do you get bubbly? Do you get butterflies? Like what? What do you What do you feel? Um, is it anxiety? <laughs> is it happiness? Is it a little bit of everything? I would say that's what I feel the most serenity, which is why, like, I oh, I decided to go with. Okay, okay. After you named your studio Afterlife, I was like, oh shit, I need a I need to name you my motherfucking copycatter. <laughs> just kidding but yeah i was like man because shout out shout out your studio brother serenity studios man it's not like it's 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 just a like i'm sharing it with my bedroom it's nothing special but it's gonna get there i know it will i know it'll be be it and like an actual titled serenity studios someday but man like shit where was i going you're talking about your your favorite place the what you feel is serenity and I don't know what you're going to say. I forgot. After. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> We're not even on cigars, man. You can't forget. Um, brother, I wish we could do more time, but we can't. We're running out of time. Um, we have a baseball game to go to. Hell yeah. Because we, we've planned this out for a long time. And uh, guess what? Ooh, it's starting. Like that hit right there was for the one and only Such As Life EP. <laughs> Thanks, May man. you keep playing after we pass away, and may you keep sharing your music with everyone that listens to it. A big shout out to you, brother. I love you. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. I'm a fan of you. I'm a, I'm a brother that loves you with all his heart. And it, it, I always feel lucky to do these with you, man, these podcasts. It's always a blast, for sure. I'm going to take another hit, because it was a good one. <laughs> puff, puff, pass. No worries. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. and Thank you for your friendship, bro. Like It means more than you know. Definitely. One last time. Uh, for those listening, Such as Life is out on all major music uh, distributors. Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, what else am I missing? Um, Title. It's on title. It's on title. He signed with Jay-Z. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, one last time, Such Is Life. It's a beautiful album. The title track is my personal favorite. Um, for those wondering, you motherfuckers that don't listen to Such Is Life, 
go listen to it. Uh, we got track one, Late Night Thoughts. Track two, Rainy Days. Track three, Sunshine. Track four, Beach Day, featuring Meteor Smash. Oh, yeah. And track five, the title track, <laughs> Such as Life. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. But you know what? Things do get bad. <laughs> but they won't last. Cody Jumper, CJ the Prodigy. You're the nickname that I won't say because that's a secret. I love you, brother. Always a pleasure. Yeah, man. Love you, too. Let's keep smoking that cigar. We got a baseball game to go to. Good night, everybody. Good night. Things get bad, but it won't last. It will get better. And even when it gets bad again, you'll be better prepared for it. You'll know that all in all, it's good to be alive. Such is life.